0: Welcome to the JJ Virgin Lifestyle Show with celebrity nutrition expert, fitness hall of famer, and four-time New York Times bestselling author, JJ Virgin. JJ is a warrior mom whose knowledge and expertise have helped
1: change hundreds of thousands of lives with over 3.5 million podcast downloads and appearances on Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, The Today Show, Rachel Ray, Larry King
0: Live. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This show is about you, not about me. I want to help you find practical, real-world ways to dial in your health and mindset so you can finally lose that weight and feel strong and energized. Stop settling for less than your personal best. It's time to find out how to look and feel better than ever. And I'll be right here with you the whole way. And she's back by popular demand. So I was doing a podcast with Dr. Terry Walls, who has over 3 million views on her um, TED Talk, showing how she re- basically reversed her, got out of the wheelchair, reversed her MS. And we did this podcast. It was so good that it was like, you have to just come back. You have to come back. So here's the deal. You're going to want to listen to her first podcast because it tells her whole story of getting out of her wheelchair and how she did it. And then the second podcast today, we're going to walk through the Walls protocol, her Walls diet, what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating, what a typical day looks like. And you're also going to get a copy of a one pager of it for free. And all you need to do to grab that is jjvirgin.com forward slash Walls diet. You spell that W A H L S diet. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Terry Walls before we dive into it. She is a clinical professor at the University of Iowa, where she conducts clinical trials testing the efficacy of therapeutic lifestyle to treat multiple sclerosis-related symptoms. And now remember, I want you to remember that this is really about, you know, this this is for autoimmune. So if you've got autoimmune, if you're concerned about autoimmune, anyone in your family's got autoimmune, listen up, because what she has done is so groundbreaking. She's the author of The Walls Protocol, How I Beat Progressive MS Using Paleo Principles and Functional Medicine, and the cookbook, The Walls Protocol, Cooking for Life, the Revolutionary Modern Paleo Plan to Treat All Chronic Autoimmune Conditions. She hosts the Walls Protocol Seminar every summer where people can learn how to implement the protocol with ease and success. I'm also going to put up here her Instagram and Facebook and Twitter handles because she has, she does the greatest posts and I'm not going to tell you what came up in this talk. It was crazy in this interview, something amazing about what she travels with, what she puts carries on the airplane. It's advanced level. So I'm not telling you, you're going to have to listen to it. It's uh, hilarious. And um, she's my new hero. That's all I have to say. Now, before we dive into the podcast, I want to do a shout out to my name isn't Amber. (laughs) I'm sure there's a story there on My Name Isn't Amber. It says, great quick info, five stars. I've been a follower of JJ since the Virgin Diet, which changed my life. That was in all caps. That's why I yelled. I only listen to a few podcasts. So the fact that I subscribe and actually listen to every one of JJ says a lot about her. I love that they are all roughly 20 to 30 minutes and have so many different topics that I somehow always relate to. I hope to run into JJ sometime at my local Whole Foods or Sprout stores. Hey, cool. So when you run into me, I, I want to know what your name really is since your name isn't Amber. And by the way, thanks for the five-star review. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm like a Tampaite now. Is that what they're called? I know it's not a tampon. Please tell me it's not. And um, so at Whole Foods, I'm kind of hooked on this um, this. Fresh Kitchen and So Fresh Kitchen, they're two different ones. I'm just loving it there. And if you're there too, hopefully we can, uh, we should have a meetup or something. So if you guys are keen on doing that, you know, like let, let me know on my Instagram or Facebook page. Okay, awesome. I'm going to dive into this amazing interview. But before I do I want to share this favorite with you. Dr. Terry Walls, welcome back. I am super excited to keep digging into your diet with you today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Now, for everybody listening, so here's the deal. We did an interview and it was so good and then I was looking at the time going, oh my gosh, like like I need way more time with this brilliant mind and so we immediately set up a time to do another podcast. So what we're going to do today, first of all, in the show notes, I will put down um, the list, the link to the first podcast so that you can listen to both of them because you'll definitely want to do that. And also in the show notes, you are going to get access to what we're going to really walk through today, which is the Wall's Diet. You'll get a one-pager on that as well, so you know exactly what to do. What I'm going to do is I'll put the show notes at jjvirgin.com forward slash Wall's Diet. You spell that W-A-H-L-S diet. So Wall's Diet. That'll make it easy, and what I think would be a great place to start because I know last time we talked heavily about your story of how how you got for people who don't know your story how you got out of a you know a MS that you were going downhill you were in a wheelchair and how you turned all of that around like here you are uh, medical doctor turning the whole like idea of autoimmune and MS and something that you can't turn around that whole idea turn around on its head <laughs> like you have changed like changed thinking worldwide it's amazing and doing that with this wall's diet but we didn't really have time to get into the key part of this which is the wall's diet so that's what we're going to do today right
1: yes absolutely okay
0: cool all right so again i'll put into the show notes the first episode so you can kind of go through terry's story because it's mind-blowing and then today we're going to dive into this so let's dive into the Walls diet. And I know we'll also talk about some of the latest research sure. which is coming out too, but let's just walk through the diet itself.
1: So there are two components. Uh, the first one are the foods you exclude, uh, and I exclude uh, gluten-containing grains uh, and severely restrict even the gluten-free grains. Uh, so you can have two servings of that a week, so uh, just a little bit. Uh, we also remove all dairy protein. Uh, so that's milk, yogurt, cheeses, even goat and other uh, animals, and we remove eggs. Remove those foods because they can be uh, very inflammatory and cause abnormal immune response in uh, uh, genetically vulnerable individuals with a leaky gut and a leaky brain. Then we ramp up uh, the vegetables. Uh, and I do it in a very particular way because I'm going after key nutrients. We have three cups of uh, green leafy vegetables uh, because they're great sources of uh, vitamin K and great sources of magnesium, carotenoids, uh, nutrients that are really critical for making myelin, critical for eye health, uh, uh, and uh, critical for stem cells. Uh, then the uh, next category are the sulfur-rich uh, cabbage family, onion family, mushroom family, vegetables, because uh, these induced enzymes are involved in making neurotransmitters. Enzymes are involved in detoxifying and processing the trash out of your cells. And then the third category is deeply colored Uh, pigmented vegetables and berries. So uh, beets, carrots, uh, berries. Uh, Study after study shows that uh, these colors uh, are associated with lower risk of cancers, of heart attacks, obesity, but most importantly, uh, improved thinking ability, better cognitive performance. Uh, In uh, studies of folks with early cognitive decline, you can reverse uh, improve cognition, improve thinking, in 24 weeks with a cup of blueberries. Uh, that, that that's with one cup of blueberries. One cup of blueberries, and it's measurable in just 16 to 24 weeks. Wow! And that's not even like it's it's not
0: like you're saying, hey, you know what? You have to eat some steamed Brussels sprouts every day. This yes. is not like a painful situation. This right? is so easy. This is so easy.
1: So so that. Uh, And and then we uh, ask people, uh, get rid of the uh, shelf-stable processed foods. Uh, Because most of these foods are uh, loaded with food additives that add to your leaky gut. Uh, They are high glycemic index. uh, Well, they're not
0: food. I mean, I think that's the key. You know, it was so crazy, Carrie. I had to, I was doing a TV show in Tampa, and I had to go get what I call food porn. And so I went to a grocery store, a regular one. I hadn't been to a regular grocery store in years. And, um, I, as I'm walking around pulling out these items that I needed to have for food porn, it struck me that most of the food, most of the things in the supermarket are not food. Like these processed foods, they're not like, this is ridiculous. They're not food. It's just garbage. Food like so, chemicals. Yes. <laughs> That's a good food way like to chemicals. put it. Like, and I also want to shout out, I love the way that you just categorized um, these vegetables is deep green leafies, and then sulfur rich, and then pigmented, highly pigmented. That's a great way to categorize them. That's fantastic.
1: You know, and as I, you know, implemented this for myself, um, I first started with these long lists of foods I needed to eat, and then when I started using this in my clinics, I had to come up with a way of teaching people these foods to add to their diet in a way that they could easily remember uh and i could convey you know in a 20 minute uh visit uh and so uh, that's what i came up with uh the greens the sulfur rich cabbage onion mushroom family and things that are uh, colored all the way through when you cut it down the middle so an apple red on the outside white on the inside isn't part of that colored category so good yeah and so this gives you maximal nutrition uh, for those vegetables. Um, we have slightly different instructions for people who are uh, committed to being vegetarian or vegan because of their spiritual beliefs. Uh, and then uh, I, I have plans for people who are ketogenic uh, because there, there are some, uh, some great research on the benefits of being ketogenic, but you have to do that carefully, and it's certainly not for everyone. Uh, and I, I also want to make clear I, I, I love the paleo diet diet. But you know, I went paleo uh, two years into my illness, but I continued to decline for the next five years. So for me, uh, a paleo diet wasn't nourishing enough. I had to get be much more specific in order uh, for me to recover.
0: Well, what you're saying here, too, is something I really want to underscore because I think it is the most key important thing that is coming out in nutrition that we've got. Because people go, well, I tried that diet and it didn't work. Here's the thing, you know... It, there is no one diet for everybody. There's gonna be elements that will work and elements that you might need to shift. Just like you said, you know, paleo took me so far and then I need to add into some add some more things and some people might do well on keto, some people don't. So this is where you've really got to go through and what you start to do first was connect those dots, right? You went first got to one level and then went, all right, what do I need to do next? And you can get close, and then you'll have to do some of your individuality. So we've got some key—I mean, some key things. I think that um, you know, mm-hmm. most people like—I don't know anyone who's who's not going to feel better by taking out a bunch of processed
1: crap and <laughs> including containing
0: grains, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're,
1: go you're certainly going to improve. Uh, we may need to uh, tweak this further, you know, depending on your, on your genetics. You might uh, have to have a lower dose of sulfur or you might need a slightly lower dose of greens. Uh, but this is you know the basic diet where I start everyone in my clinics and my clinical trials here, and then you know, depending on their response and their unique clinical issues, I may uh, make further adjustments. But this is a great place for everyone to start.
0: It's fantastic, and you know I think one of the first things we have to really move to is everyone wants – that it's like going to to buy a car, and you go to buy the car, and you're concerned about the color of the paint and what kind of wheels you're going to get instead of looking at the engine. And I look at a lot of the stuff we do in diet, and everyone's like, "Okay, well, is this keto or is this paleo?" I go, "Well, isn't that first about the quality of the food? Because if the first thing we really started to do was like, let's get let's unprocess your diet and start to really elevate the food quality and add more add more vegetables, mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff gets better, and then we start to just refine and refine and refine. So I know one of the big things here, you pulled out gluten-containing grains, uh, which I just love, and then uh, really restricted any other types of grains, because I think that's one of the big rebound things that starts to happen as people go gluten-free. They think all of a sudden they can have all this other garbage, um, you know, which is like crazy. Absolutely.
1: They still have six to 10 servings of grain per day, very high glycemic index, uh, way too many carbs. uh, And, uh, having 10 servings of gluten-free grains is pretty terrible for you as well.
0: Well, and I also used to see not so much anymore, but, you know, people all of a sudden were coming over. I found these great gluten-free cookies and gluten-free muffins and gluten-free cupcakes. I go, whoa, whoa, you know, you weren't eating. Here's, here's what you want to look at for gluten-free. Something that doesn't need a label to say it is like just, you know, like avocados don't need to say gluten-free on the label. That's what you want to look for. So you have been using this in your clinic and I know now you're yes. starting to do research and I, and I'll tell you something because I'd love to I, I know you've done some research on you know when you pull these foods out what happens with nutrients because one of the things that happened to me early on and I actually never never look at social media late at night right we know that but early on I had an RD tweet at me And um, when I was, I think it was when I was doing public television talking about pulling out gluten, dairy, eggs, (laughs) soy, corn, peanuts. And she attacked me and said I was going to create nutrient deficiencies.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know and it the uh rds in the institution the hospital at the university and the va uh were very concerned about this and they really pushed back uh when we did our very first trial i was required to do a pre-trial uh where we uh, analyzed my diet uh to show that i wasn't causing nutritional uh problems uh and so uh we did that i kept you know uh uh Uh, three-day weighed food record, uh, and the nutritionist who analyzed that came back and said, you know, this is the most nutrient-dense diet I've ever analyzed in the 30 years that she's been doing dietary assessment research. So we had permission to do uh, the study, uh, and when we analyzed, again, the nutrient intake of that uh, first uh, group of 10 patients, the nutrient density went up remarkably uh, just uh, from the foods uh, the uh, the vitamins the minerals uh the essential fats vitamin k went up uh, of course uh, quite dramatically because of all of those greens uh, we uh, and we're going back and we're uh, we'll have a a bigger analysis uh, of some of this data but we most recently analyzed uh the menus uh from uh, the walls diet uh study that we're doing right now uh and uh the swank diet uh in the study that we're doing now uh and we went through this very 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 comprehensive analysis of the menus then we modeled the diets both diets again with a very comprehensive analysis and you and i are not surprised uh there was no evidence for serious nutritional deficiencies Uh, there was a a potential for inadequate amounts of calcium but the there were their theory was that by eliminating grains you don't have enough b vitamins quite Mm -hmm. wrong we had plenty of b vitamins we had plenty of folate we had plenty of b12 we had a terrific amount of minerals um, we had a great amount of magnesium uh, we have a great amount of uh, vitamin K vitamin A um, we had uh, a terrific amount of carotenoids uh, these very important antioxidants for your retinal health uh, for your brain and and so you can uh, acknowledge that when you eliminate these uh, whole food groups, If the diet is designed, particularly with stressing lots of greens, because greens are the most nutritionally dense parts of the plant, that you'll still have a a high quality diet.
0: You know, it's interesting
1: too, when you look at it,
0: what you've pulled out are a lot of what, you know, it's always been called empty calories. But when you look at a lot of these calories, they're... High caloric, low nutrient density. I mean, look at the most nutrient dense foods out there. They're deep green leafies. They're not grains.
1: Yes, and and when they said they're worried that people won't have enough B vitamins with pull out grains, that's because like they add in synthetic <laughs> yeah. vitamins. Yeah, just what add you want in
0: some synthetic folic acid. That would just be awesome. <laughs> you know, could we talk about the problem there? Because that yeah, be let's great talk about in.
1: synthetic folic acid. So synthetic folic acid. Uh, has been associated with higher risk of adverse health outcomes. Not folate that's in our green leaves or methylfolate that uh, your functional medicine doc may talk with you about, but synthetic folic acid is a problem. And they add Uh, that to your cereals and stuff, right? They add that to your cereals when you're having lots of cereals, lots of breads. The folic acid intake is very high. And if you're taking cheap B vitamins... They may also be adding more synthetic folic acid. That, sure. that is a huge problem. The, these synthetic forms of vitamins are a problem. Our bodies expect the forms of the vitamins that were actually in food. And in food where the, the animal was eating the food that it expects to eat. So cows were expecting to eat grass. They weren't expecting to eat grain. Our dairy cows that eat grass, you know, live fifteen years. The dairy cows that are in the barn all day, uh, being, being given BCG and corn, live two years. Wow, that is crazy, and and that so it is the product from animals that are being fed an artificial diet. Uh, that have a shortened lifespan, that have their own metabolic diseases, diabetes, fatty liver disease, uh, uh, terrible arthritis. Oh. Are those meats good for us? I, I mean, that, that's a really and big and question. It
0: drives me crazy. Here's the other thing that drives me crazy, Terry, is that they'll go, you know, red meat's bad for you. And I'm like, well, which red meat? You know, it's just yes. you cannot, you cannot possibly compare – those two cows as the same thing. You cannot possibly say that's the same red meat. It's a completely I, different food source.
1: You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm really simplistic in my thinking. If red meat was really bad for us over the uh, hundreds of thousands of years that humans evolved, when we quit eating so many plants, developed a gut that allowed us to eat meat and grow larger brains, um, if, if meat was bad for us, our ancestral mothers and fathers would not have had reproductive success. There you go. So, yeah, the the current meat may be bad for us. Yeah. And is, is it bad for us because we're we're feeding the, those animals the wrong kinds of food maybe? Is it bad for us because we're feeding ourselves uh, a lot of sugar and processed food so we've changed our microbiome? So we've changed our ability of our gut bacteria to digest and, and properly assimilate that food? Well, that might be the the other problem.
0: Yeah, I never even thought about that. Because it's not just that we're eating something that's entirely
1: different, but we're entirely different eating it. Correct. And and we've changed our microbiome hugely. You know, 300 years ago, we had uh, a teaspoon of sugar a day, you know, so maybe a couple pounds in a year. Now, we're having 153 pounds in a year. So, we have radically changed the makeup of the microbes in our gut, yeah, which radically changes the metabolites that get into our bloodstream and the impact of the food that we eat. I want to bring up one other
0: thing too, because it, it's another one that kept coming up for me and coming up for me. And I just love that you did the, the research to show this all to disprove this. But, you know, when I started talking in the virgin diet about pulling out gluten and pulling out dairy, well, the first thing that happens is I said, pull out dairy, you know, the question I got asked. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> What about my bones? So you said that the one thing they noticed was a little bit of lower calcium, but I just wonder if you're not eating as acidic of a diet.
1: Well, so in America, we keep increasing the amount of calcium that we're supposed to eat in our diet because of the epidemics of osteoporosis. Uh, but the big driver uh, of how much calcium I absorb is my vitamin D level, uh, and so we're all inside. We we're terrified of the sun. We put on sunscreen. So our vitamin, we have an epidemic of low vitamin D. On top of that, we have an epidemic of low vitamin K2. And K2 is what controls... So vitamin D controls how much calcium I absorb. Vitamin K2 controls whether the calcium will go to my blood vessels or my bones. If my vitamin K2 is very low... All that calcium goes into my blood vessels causing hardening of the arteries and ectopic calcium. Or, but if my K2 is high because I eat so many greens and so much grass-fed meat, then the calcium goes to my teeth and bones.
0: And, and so again... Don't our- you think it's just that we've been... We're so simplistic. Like I look at people talk about oste- osteoporosis, they go, I need to take my calcium, and I go... You need to lift weights, manage your stress, make sure you got vitamin D with K. You know, it's like there's so many things here and we go, I need to take my calcium. And if you take your calcium,
1: all you're going to do is make hardening of the arteries uh, and put a lot of calcium on your blood vessels and your heart valves. So, in fact, the way your
0: diet's designed with the levels it has is probably exactly where it should be.
1: Uh, Yes, Yes, I, I think that's it's where where it should be because we're 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 asking people to monitor their D, get plenty of K, eat grass fed meats so will get more K two uh, in D, uh, and you know in my program I have people deal with lifting weights and if they can afford it vibration uh, therapy as well.
0: Excellent. So again, I want to reiterate, we're going to give you the the handout of a day of the the diet of the wall's diet. And you're going to be able to get that at jjvirgin.com forward slash wall's diet. That's W a H L S diet. But uh, before we wrap up, I'd love you just to walk through like a typical day of eating, just so everyone sees how simple this really is to do. And you can also, by the way, we'll put it in the show notes because you do gorgeous posts on social of your food. I love them.
1: So there, there are a couple of ways of doing this. Uh, I typically eat one meal a day, so I'll have tea in the morning, and then the evening I'll come home, I'll have a huge uh, green salad, I'll have whatever meat that we're having that day, uh, and then I'll have fermented vegetables on top, uh, and some beets, carrots, I will have a a chia seed uh, pudding that I've made in the morning, and let sort of ferment all day, have that and berries in the evening. Uh, When I'm with friends, because I'll eat socially with my friends, um, I'll have... Um, and when I was traveling, I'd uh, go have sautéed vegetables uh, in the morning uh, with a uh, side of meat, perhaps a breakfast steak uh, or breakfast uh, sausage uh, and tea. Uh, and then uh, uh, if I'm with friends uh, going out, I'll have, again, a huge salad with uh, a, a protein source. I was in Florida, so uh, we had a grouper. Uh, And we had salmon. Uh, And then uh, in the evening, again, uh, salad, uh, grilled vegetables, uh, and uh, meat on the side. Uh, And my dessert uh, is uh, berries.
0: Yeah, so easy. Like, this is easy. You can do this anywhere, and that's the other takeaway. Like, you talked about when you did it at home, when you did it traveling. Not hard, right? Not hard at all.
1: Not hard at all. And the other thing I do uh, to make it easy traveling, I carry a head of cabbage in my luggage. I slice it up. And so because I eat a lot of vegetables, it's hard to get the amount of vegetables that I eat on the road. So I take a head of uh, cabbage on the plane and another one in my luggage.
0: Okay, that is really, really funny. Do you ever post that on social media? I I just wonder, what do do these what does the TSA guy say when he sees this head of cabbage in your carry-on?
1: That uh, always gets pulled out and they open it up and they're like oh, and they're, yeah. they're laughing like
0: in that cabbage young lady like
1: <laughs> the uh smr folks uh love it because i'll periodically make videos of myself uh, eating my cabbage uh in the airport and you know i'll get like forty thousand views uh on those uh posts when i'm just oh, eating my, gosh, my cabbage
0: that is, that is hilarious that's so good that is so good you are my hero with the cabbage like that's it <laughs> All right. So I want to remind everyone, again, jjvirgin.com forward slash Walls Diet. And again, W-A-H-L-S Diet. We'll also put the link to the other so You can hear the whole story. And that also will put the link to your 3 million plus views TED Talk and your book, The Walls Protocol. So we've got got you all hooked up. And again, Terry, thank you for coming back and walking us through this. It's so awesome. And your work is amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. This is the time where I answer a listener's question. And remember, pop on over to Instagram and Facebook, jj.virgin and Official. Instagram and Facebook, and join me live. That's where I pull my questions out of. And I think I was on one of my veggie rants the other day and got this one. It was, JJ, I travel all the time. How do I make sure that I get my vegetables in? And uh, here's the deal with that. First off, like, I'm sorry, but Dr. Terry Walls is my new hero with putting cabbage in her luggage. Like, that's a whole whole nother level. I bow down to her. <laughs> one of the things that I always do is I love to go to veg- I love to go to vegetables. I love to go to the restaurant and get a, a salad, and then I'll get extra sides of vegetables. And quite often, like you know, if they've got crappy meat, I'm not eating it. So that might be that I'm doing a plant a plant meal because I got to make sure I'm either having grass fed beef or wild salmon or pasture chicken. If it's not, skip it. Just go and eat some veggies and legumes. And so. I'm always looking for on the on the um, menu how I can increase the vegetables and blow out some of those processed carbs. So, you know, I might have some blow out the uh, rice, add in more vegetables, a little bit of black beans. But that's the first thing I would tell you. Now, the second thing is, what if you're just like on an airplane all day traveling? What the heck are you going to do? You know, well, you can put a cabbage in your carry on. Now we know that. But if you're going international, they're not like there's no cabbage going with you. So one of the other things that you can do is carry some greens with you. I'm going to do a shout out to a couple I like. I like uh, my girlfriend, Dr. Anna Kabeca. You've heard her on the podcast. She's got Mighty Maca. We'll put a link for that. And then Designs for Health has their paleo greens, lemon lime. So we can put a a link to that. And that's what I would say is those are the situations. I don't really love green drinks. Admit it. I admit it. I admit it. Okay. But. There's times that you need to use these things. And if you love them, awesome, add them in. But if you don't, carry them with you when you travel as your veggie insurance policy. Because that's when it's much easier to do. And then look at what you can stash into your purse, (laughs) stash into your carry-on, and also get when you get to wherever you're going. So I'm always looking for that great place where I can get a lot more vegetables in and, and always, you know, look at a menu. And go, how can I get more sides of vegetables? How can I add more salad? How can I look at, I love how Dr. Mark Hyman calls it condo meat, (laughs) right? How can I do order more that way? And what can I replace in the starchy carbs unless they are not processed? How can I replace some of those with more vegetables? And honestly, it's just a way of like thinking and it gets super easy to do because I travel all the time. It's just my biggest challenge is when I'm on like a plane for an extended period of time. And so that's where the green drinks come in handy or cabbage in your suitcase. (laughs) Okay, Terry, Terry's not going to like, I am now thinking of all the places that I get to see Terry and I'm going to start bringing her cabbage with like bows on it. It's just too much. All right. If you have not subscribed yet, you don't want to miss the show. Come on. So go on over there and subscribe. And while you're there, I would love to be able to shout you out on the next podcast. So leave a review. Tell me what you're thinking. And if there's something we can do to serve you better here, like a guest you'd like to hear or a topic you want me to go deep on, let us know. All right. This show is built for all of us by all of us. So I'd love to respond to what you're most interested in. All right. See you next time. Bye. That's all for this episode of the JJ Virgin Lifestyle Show, which marks another step towards a healthier body and mind. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And we'll talk to you next week.